It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hey there, Darren Garman here, and welcome to this week's podcast, where we're going to talk about this week something that most people don't want to talk about. You know, there's always those subjects that there's never a there's never really a convenient time to discuss them, but they need to be discussed. And what I'm going to be talking about today is crisis management, especially when it comes to real estate and especially in particular multifamily real estate. But not only will this apply to real estate. I think what I will be covering is going to apply to many other things related to investments and related to investing. Uh, And again, that's crisis management. But before I do that, just one quick last minute reminder for those of you that are big procrastinators, we still have a few positions left for our June Heartland Apartment Investment Discovery Day on June 7th, and that will start at 9 a.m. here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So June 7th, the Apartment Investor Discovery Day will start at 9 a.m., and not only will you get a look at the properties we own, you'll also be taking a look at properties we're working on, properties we're looking to own here in the near future, as well as other projects that we have in the hopper. Uh, You'll get a behind-the-scenes look at some of our management, our maintenance, and other things that really go into the daily cares of life of owning, running, and managing uh, apartment properties. And this is very informative, especially for those investors that have been thinking about getting involved with us, seeing what happens, seeing what goes on, and going behind the scenes of just how the processes work. So, we'll be spending a full day together on June 7th from 9 a.m., and we will probably wrap up around 3 to 4 p.m., but definitely worth the time, effort, energy, and trip, especially if you are a serious investor. So, again, June 7th, 9 a.m., the Heartland Investment Property Investor Discovery Day. If interested, send me an email Uh, Call my office, get in on some of the last few positions remaining. All right, let's talk crisis management. And, you know, the interesting thing about crisis management is it's something you never really want to talk about. And if we are honest with ourselves, most of us are poor at crisis management And we're poor at planning for crisis management. Why is that? Well, there's really a few reasons. Reason number one, we don't have much experience with it. So uh, most of us, I mean, from time to time, there is some kind of crisis that comes up in all of our lives. uh, Business, financial, personal, uh, and with some of us more than others. But not on large scale. And not on scale of affecting 
um, dozens or even hundreds of other people, which I'll talk to you about in a second. So in other words, what I'm saying is a lot of the times when we deal with a crisis, most of our experience as investors is either with ourselves, with our family, and maybe even maybe a few employees here or there if you own your own business, right? But other than that, uh, you're really not dealing with any kind of crisis where there's hundreds of people involved, say, um, for example, residents of an apartment community. So that's number one. Uh, number two, training. How many of us have had, or even if we have had, do participate in ongoing crisis management? Well, I can tell you I don't. Um, I've got plenty of experience with it. Uh, but it's not something that I actively look to train and participate in on, let's say, an annual basis. Why? It, it's not any fun. <laughs> I mean, it's not anything that's enjoyable. It's something you don't look forward to doing. It's kind of like working out. I don't think anybody enjoys working out or looking forward to the next workout. Uh, it's kind of the same with crisis management. Um, I mean, still to this day, I hate Brussels sprouts. Okay, it's something I never outgrew. A lot of those vegetables like broccoli or cauliflower when I was a kid, hated that, but outgrew it. And I love broccoli and cauliflower. But one vegetable I just can't stand and I never outgrew was Brussels sprouts. Well, it's kind of like eating Brussels sprouts, you know. Um, it's just something you don't look forward to doing. Uh, so, so there's training. So number one is we just don't have a lot of experience with it. Number two, we don't look forward or seek out training to be better at it. Uh, and number three, there are various levels of it, right? So we can, we can work on being better at crisis management. We can even go to training to be better at crisis management. But at the end of the day, we may have some kind of crisis that has nothing to do with what we've been working on, what our experience is in, or what we've been trained to do, right? Um, except there is one exception, and this is really good to know if you are an active apartment property or investment property owner or active in your own investments. It doesn't actually have to be apartment buildings. It doesn't have to be multifamily communities. It can be other investments. Um, whether you're actively involved in running your investments or you have someone that does it for you. So not surprisingly, a lot of my investment partners and clients have money managers and some of their money managers you know they get involved in the apartment properties we're involved in and you know counsel them and guide them and tell them what to do and how to do it and the same can be said with investments that aren't apartment properties there's still money managers involved whether you're your own money manager or you hire somebody right and so whether you're actively involved in your investment or you're passively involved in the investment you still need to be thinking about um, continued crisis management, okay? And that really is doing what none of us really like to do. And that is either two things. One is you train, you take classes, you take whatever kind of information, whether it's books, online courses, on managing whatever crisis may come up with your investments. And we're talking strictly about investments here. I'm not talking about personal stuff. I mean, that's a whole different ballgame. 
And there may be a lot of similarities, by the way, but it's a different ballgame. So let's say your uh, IPO investment that you've pulled every conceivable dollar out of every conceivable nook and cranny to invest in this IPO goes to shit. Now what are you going to do? All of the money you've got saved in this stock for your kids or grandkids' tuition goes to shit. Um, you own an apartment property and it's demolished by a tornado, which this time of year will happen. Um, what do you do? How are you going to handle it? What steps are you going to take? And so uh, this, I was recently reminded of this because one of my fellow apartment community owners, um, his name is Rod, and Rod has some apartment communities in Ohio that is maybe you've been paying attention to the news that just got blown away by some tornadoes recently. Well, he sent out pictures, really kind of the before and after pictures of this community, and it literally looks like a nuclear bomb went off. Beautiful property to just what you'd picture after some kind of a Holocaust movie you know, with nuclear Holocaust going on, you know. Um, that's what it looks like. So... When it comes to crisis management, these things are going to happen, whether it's weather with multifamily properties, whether it's crappy investments, whether it's uh, things that come out of left field that just blow you out of the water unexpectedly. So when it comes to crisis management, what are the lessons here? So Lesson number one is you've got to have a plan in place or you need to have someone that does have a plan in place. So let me give you a couple of examples. And again, before I go through this, this is stuff that's boring as hell. I, I get it. This is stuff that no one really wants to talk about. It's very boring and it's it doesn't ever get the attention it needs or deserves. Really. And I understand why. I mean, how many of us want to sit around and talk about bad news all the time? Or preparing for bad news. Um, I mean, you could go on, you could be totally extreme and, and be totally getting prepared for bad news. And that's all you do is prepare for bad news, which of course isn't any fun. But when it comes to this, you need to have someone that is experienced and prepared for crisis management with your investments, or you need to be prepared for it. So let me give you a couple quick examples that I think you'll, you'll, you'll be able to relate to that I think will help you a lot. Um, so I was telling you about my friend Rod with these uh, apartments. So he has a 100-plus unit apartment community that just got devastated by a tornado here a few days ago. And again, like I said, it looks like it went from paradise to a nuclear bomb going off. Well, he's now instituted basically a 14-point plan that they're executing right now to get that crisis managed as fast and, yes, as profitable as possible. Okay, as fast and profitable as possible. And, of course, 
Included in that are the well-being of the residents of this apartment community. Okay, so the 14-point plan takes into account safety, well-being of people, doing it the fastest way and the most profitable way possible, which really is kind of code for losing as little money as possible under the circumstances. So he's got a 14-point plan that he's working on right now to get that done. Okay? Not many catastrophes are really compared to a 100-unit apartment property being wiped out. So you've got probably 200 to 50 to 300 people easily without a place to live. You go from them having a place to live one hour, the next hour they don't have anywhere to live. And the good news is in this example, nobody was, you know, there was no fatalities, right? But that is serious crisis management. Serious. And, but he has a plan in place to take care of the crisis. That's like what we have in place. So we have a plan in place for really two things that would typically happen with our multifamily properties. Well, if you really wanted to make the list, the list is long. I mean, we've got processes and systems and contingencies in place for a lot of things that could happen. But I'll just name the top two. The top two would be tornado and flood. In the Midwest, it would be weather and really, it's all weather-related, but tornado and flood. What are our processes in place to deal with this? What are we going to do? And more importantly, are our investors covered in the event of a catastrophe like that? A crisis like that? And the answer is yes, they are. Okay? We even have investors covered for things not related to weather. Um, terrorism, terrorist acts, for example. Um, unfortunate acts of crime or violence on the properties, for example. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on, but the top two would really be tornado and flood. What do we do? What happens if those happen? And, and more importantly, how are our investors impacted? What plans do we have in place if that happens? Well, if you've been in the business as I have for 25 plus years, you run into most everything. Okay. Number three on the list, by the way, is fire. That's right, fire. So out of all of the crisis that we've managed in the last 25 plus years, 90% of them have either been with flood, tornado, or fire. And so we have a plan and a process in place to deal with that. That has low, or in many cases, little impact to our investors, which has low or little impact in most cases to our income and our cash flow. So there's a good example. So with all of our properties, we have replacement cash flow coverage. So in the event our units go down, let's say because of a fire, we have income that will come in while those units are being fixed and worked on, getting back to where they need to be. Okay? Why? Because we've gone through that process before. Um, so that's just one example. 
But we've got a plan and a process in place in case things go bad. And we have conversations in our management meetings. We have conversations with um, our board of directors uh, from time to time about crisis management. What do we do? What's the plan? What do we have in place to take care of that? And again, that's super important to have that. Um, and look, you can't plan for every single event. But you can really go through a process that really play the odds in a big, big way. Okay, in a big way. Um, and it's important to do that. And what we find is many people don't have anything in place. They don't have a process. They don't have at least an idea of what they would do. And again, this doesn't just apply to multifamily real estate. It applies to other investments. So is your financial, whoever manages your money, is your financial manager, do they have a crisis management process in place in case something were to happen? What if something happened to them? Do they have a plan and a process in place? If something happens to me, guess what? That's right. There's a plan and a process in place. And so... If they don't have a plan, then it's your responsibility to come up with a plan yourself. It's really your responsibility to make sure they have a plan because the wrong time to find out if there's not a plan in place and the wrong time to find out how you will really be impacted financially is when it happens, right? That's the wrong time to find that stuff out. So you want to be asking questions. You want to be finding out these things. And again, I totally get it. None of us really want to do this. It's No one looks forward to having these kinds of conversations. But we live in a world where the shit hits the fan and there's never a good time for the shit to hit the fan, right? It's always at the worst time. You know, you can always go back to all the bad things come in threes and I can't believe this happened last week. Now this is, I mean, it goes on and on and on. So what do I think you need to be thinking of here? Again, when it comes to your investments, whether it is, and, and by the way, before I even let you know that, we would see this at the bank all the time. So when I owned the bank uh, with my other partners and sat on the board of directors in the credit committee, you know, one of the things that we would be asking and finding out from prospective borrowers especially when it came to business transactions, was what's your crisis management plan? What do you got in place in case this happens or that happens? Right? And not surprisingly, a lot of really smart people could not answer that very well. Uh, and before we would decide to commit to making loans on some of these projects, we would make sure that they had some kind of a plan in place and the crisis management plan made sense. Uh, so you need to be kind of like the guy that sits on the board of a bank or a um, you know, woman that sits on the board of a bank and make those decisions for you, your family, and your investments. Um, and probably makes sense to review that, I'd say at least annually, uh, because, you know, again, I don't like talking about for things, for example, like what if something happens to me? Crisis management stuff. 
So if something happens to me, I get hit by a bus tomorrow. It has far, far reaching effects on a lot of things. But there's a process and a management plan in place. So it can all be mitigated. It can be handled, taken care of again in the least amount of time, with the least amount of effort, hassle, time, effort, and energy, and with the least amount of impact financially to our investment partners and to my family personally, right? You need to be doing the same thing if you haven't already or whomever you have hired to watch over your money, invest your money, you're dealing with, you want to make sure there's some kind of a plan in place and you need to understand what that plan is. And you don't need to know every single detail, you know, part 10 or part 12, but at least know there's a plan in place. Because if you ask the question, it's like, oh, we don't really have anything in place, or we really didn't haven't thought about that yet, or, or yeah, that's something we need to discuss. Well, that's probably not good. It's good that you find out about it, but it should make you think in terms of, oh boy, uh, what if something happens? Um, so I'll finish this by telling you a real example and a real story. So this recently happened with one of our properties. So we had a 12-unit property that caught on fire fully occupied 12 unit building and it was actually arson so uh, long story short uh, some crazy man decided to get into the building and light uh, pour some gasoline in the hallway and light on fire so now we've got a building on fire fully occupied 12 unit building good news is everybody got out fine Nobody, you know, no fatalities. A couple bumps and bruises here or there, but everybody got out. But now we're dealing with finding them homes, finding them places to live, which we assisted in doing that. Now we're dealing with cleanup. We dealt with that. Now we're dealing with getting the property back on the market so we can get units rented. We're dealing with that. Now we're dealing with income coming in for the property while this is going on. Now we're dealing with that. Then we're dealing with upgrades that are going to be necessary because building codes have changed. Now we're dealing with that, etc., etc., etc. Okay. So this is nothing new for us. Uh, not that we look forward to it because who in the hell would, but we we know the game. I know what the insurance companies are going to do. I pretty much know what they're going to say. I pretty much know what the process is going to be. I know what we're going to do. I know what our management folks are going to do because we have experience. We prepared for it. We've got experience in it. And it has little, actually had no impact on our, on our partners. None on our investment partners. And that's the way you want to have it with whatever investments you're involved in. Again, whether it's multifamily or other investments. All right. So, I'm going to wrap up this week's podcast by just giving you a suggestion and writing this down, whether it's a journal that you've got, a pad of paper, um, I don't care, but you need to write this down. It is as follows. What kind of crisis management plans do I have in place in case of blank? In case I die, in case my investments go bad, uh, you need to answer that question. And if you don't have very good answers, you need to find them and to, you need to set aside time to work on them. 
Um, some of you, depending on age, depending on assets, depending on, you know, are you married or not? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, your list may be three bullet points and it may take you a half hour. Your list may be 20 bullet points and it may take you three hours, right? Depending on what you have to consider. But the bottom line is you should consider it. Because really the worst thing you can do is depend on someone else to take that over and hope that it all works out when someone else takes it over, giving up the kind of control that in many cases during these um, really, really difficult times with crisis management is really the time you don't want to be giving up control, right? Okay, so again, one more quick reminder. Uh, Heartland Investment Partner Property Discovery Day, June 7th, 9 a.m. We have a few positions remaining. I would bet they will be gone very quickly, probably within a day or two of this podcast. But remember, June 7th, if you want to get in on that, send me an email, contact my offices, and we will get you down and make sure you do before all of the positions are gone. Crisis management. Not a lot of fun to talk about, but a necessary topic I thought we needed to cover in this week's podcast. So look, have a great day. Have a great rest of your week or weekend. Whenever you are listening, we will talk to you later. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Apartment Specialist Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.